Super Tap Film Club. Join Hollywood Fletch and Malachi as they shine their flickering flashlights into the dark, dark cellars of YouTube, only to reveal tales of vampires, motorcycles, and vampire motorcycles. Dystopian futures seen through the eyes of the 80s. A great fear of the internet and what it will do to our children. Kicks and horrors of all sizes imaginable. And the many, many dangers of heavy metal. Strap yourself in because this is Super Tat Film Club. And the first and only rule of Super Tat Film Club is tell everyone about Super Tat Film Club because it's all street punks and side boobs from here on in. alone whatever you say just remember what I said if you don't want to get hurt you don't scare me at all Jane I want to talk at to you all. later goodbye friends through eternity loyalty honesty will stick Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, whatever it is, wherever you are. My name is Malachi J. Matthews, and I am joined, as always, by Hollywood Fletcher. Hello. Hello, eating, chomping down some fucking biscuits there, mate. Having a bourbon. Having a bourbon. The third man is here today. Ah, yeah? <laughs> not Magic Mark Adams. You can call me Magic, I got over that. You're called Brackets Not Magic Mark now, mate. Okay, that's fine. Are we watching Video Academy? We're not watching Video Academy. Oh! Not yet. So Mark's back. What did you do last time with us? I can't remember. Double Dragon. Double Dragon. Did you enjoy... You enjoyed Double Dragon, the adventures of sexy Mark Dacascos? I do like Mark Dacascos. He's got a nice face and he's well good with a bow staff. Yeah, he has got a nice face. We've, yeah. had, some, we've had interesting times. Double Dragon was brilliant. Chili the Camp was wretched. <laughs> and Slugs was brilliant. So I... We're, we're doing a roller coaster Voodoo ride. Academy today, aren't we? We're not doing Voodoo Academy oh, today. Oh, we will make notes for Voodoo Jesus Academy. Christ, I feel like if I saw Nice Face and Good with a Bow Staff on like a Tinder profile, I would totally get bummed. Well, speaking of which, we were watching a film earlier on, Dolly my, Dick. My Tinder profile said that I was good with nunchucks. Did you get many hits on that? Are I'm, you good with nunchucks? Yes. Sweet. Hollywood Fletch. It should be called... Hollywood stuntman Fletch. Yeah. Why are you called Hollywood Fletch? I presume Hollywood isn't your real first name. Yes, it is. Hollywood Fletcher. Is that your actual name? Yeah. Yeah. For the purposes of the tape. Like Malachi J. Matthews is your real name. Born and raised. So. Like, you, like your first name is Magic. Yeah. Yeah, well, there we go. <laughs> exactly. So, so we're not doing Video Academy. We're what not we doing Video doing? Academy. Oh, finally, the day has come. The fucking, this is one of my favourite ever films. Spoilers. Fletch. You never said you liked Voodoo Academy. Before. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> Fletcher, what are we doing today? Miami Connection. Miami Connection. Oh, it's time. It's time. Oh, we saved it for a bit. We could have, like, spunked all our good films at the start of the series. But no. Well, didn't it go down off YouTube at one point? So, like, we can't do it because it's not on YouTube. Yeah, but it's back on now. It is back on YouTube as of the recording time. Anyway. Yeah. It's back on YouTube. Miami Connection, 1987, I believe. Yeah. Do I was we have nine. A, you were nine, yeah. You were ten. I you was were ten. I was minus one. What a time to be alive or... Or not. Or not, <laughs> as, as the case may be. Fletch, do you want to say anything about Miami Connection before we start? Are you a fan? 
We've, yeah. watched, we've watched this film I'm, a few times. I'm a big fan of YK Kim. YK Kim. Talk about YK Kim. Who is <laughs> Grandmaster YK Kim? Star and benefactor of the film. A little bit of trivia about the man, the magic, the method that is Kim. He owns a chain of Taekwondo schools. Yeah. And his, uh, his band are all students there. Yeah? Yeah. And uh, he's also a motivational speaker. DVDs about motivational speaking. And I checked the website and it's endorsed by Joey from NSYNC. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, if that's an endorsement, if, if ever I've heard one. So it was a, he, he moved. Most. He moved to uh, he moved to America, spreading the good word of uh, Taekwondo. Mm-hmm. It was finan- This film was financed, was it not by by uh, YK Kim? I believe. Yeah, he nearly put. He nearly made himself bankrupt. Poor YK Kim. Poor him. We don't want him bankrupt. Well, he's he still makes going. Good films. Still going strong. Sorry. He makes good film. He's only made one film, I yeah. believe. Well, unless, this one, unless you count his motivational DVDs. Yeah. No. I don't count those. I'm not going to watch those. If, is, if, if there was a Miami Connection 2, I would totally watch that. Well. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? Yeah. Somewhere in Miami, bad dudes are at the riverside. There is a drug deal going down. <laughs> what do you think to the bad dudes? There's some fucking finger-clicking <laughs> bad dudes. Bikers approach the scene. <laughs> Ninja bikers. Ninja, Ninja bikers, bikers, no less, that surround the ne'er-do-wells in the bushes. They test the merch. The merch is good. These punks are bad. The ninja star! The ninjas are striking! Yeah, so strong, Biker ninjas versus street punks. So strong 80s opening music is my yeah. is on my notes. It's a powerful, powerful, powerful soundtrack. It's wonderful. That music is wonderful. I love this film. Sorry, I, spoilers. All of this film, I think. But I just wonder if it hadn't had the beautiful cheesy 80s music. How much I would have loved it if it didn't have that soundtrack. I think the mu- the music is a key element in uh, Miami Connection. I, I, ju- I just love the whole kind of like the opening of the film, strong 80s music, suddenly ninjas. Suddenly ninjas. Suddenly ninjas. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but the, kind of, the point of ninjas is that they're stealthy, aren't they? Yeah, they um, are stealthy, just, yeah. stealthy ninjas that ride motorbikes and the leader wears a bright white costume. <laughs> he does. Yeah. Speaking of the leader with the bright white why, costume... Why did the 80s love ninjas so much? Everyone was a ninja, as well, we find out in this film. Inaccurate ninjas. Inaccurate ninjas, like, you know, the whole point of wearing, like, black or camo was so you weren't fucking seen. If you're wearing yellow... Yeah, and, and on a motorbike, I mean... True, motorbikes are quite loud. It's Miami, guys. It's the 80s. Everyone is a ninja. It's clear. Come on. I fucking hate ninjas, mate. What? I fucking hate ninjas. <laughs> Mate. Really? Yeah, fucking ninja walked in here now. Fucking have him. You but need to... You, you wouldn't know. Would you wouldn't know. There could be one oh, behind oh, the blinds for all you know. Whatever. Fucking oh, he's had one mouthful of his hips to wear. We're wearing fucking black pyjamas and metal tazos, and you think you're some kind of fucking tough guy. Well... <laughs> Did you just describe Shuriken as metal tazos? You wouldn't be saying that if this white ninja did what he did to this man here. Just fucking chopped you in the face with his sword and sliced it like a big fucking Christmas gammon. I would have caught it between the palms of my hands. Whatevs. The white ninja, very much like the white Power Ranger, I think, takes the money from the bad man that he slices his head like Christmas ham. 
All the fucking street punks are armed with oozes. There are so many fucking oozes, and all the ninjas have got is arrows and kicks and fox-like wire. See, that was my first... You know, you know I do my love arts thing? Love arts. That was my first love art of the day, was I just wrote Bow versus Uzi love art. Mm. Because they would lose. It should, the film no. should have ended after, like, five minutes. Because people with Uzis versus people with a bow, don't matter how badass you are, don't matter how good you are at kicking, someone's got an Uzi and you've got a bow, well, you get shot. Well, well, we've been doing extensive research on this actually, Mark, and we've found that the, um, the arrows always win in tap films. People, <laughs> Mark, people who favour the crossbow always win. Right, okay. Yeah. But what I'm saying in for realsy life, not tap film life. <laughs> Not the tap verse. We're all about the, the tap film in life. The alternative tap verse. The tatty verse, Mark. The ta- sorry, the tatty verse. We didn't choose the tat life, Mark. If, if, right, if, if, if you had a bow and I had an Uzi. Well, good luck to you, mate, because oh, you'd be sorry. down like a sack of shit. No, but we don't. And you did, do you know what you'd hear? Do you know what would happen? Do you know what would happen? The police would turn up and they'd see you dead with arrows in you and an Uzi in your hand and they'd put it down as suicide. Yeah. Do you know what you'd hear? <laughs> For goodness sake. Do you know what you'd hear? What? Fucking nothing, mate. <laughs> Stealth, it's an arrow. You, d- you might hear this. <laughs> As it fires into your neck. Really? Fuck. Sorry, did I just blow? I don't, but we, we, we don't live in... Do, do we live in the tapverse? Do we know, mate? In the that's, that's, I mean, you need to ask yourself that question if, you, if you're even... True. What I also enjoyed on this scene was, uh, was what, I, what I would call proper schlocky gore. When a man gets his arm locked yeah, off. Yeah, exactly right. So that was my second love art of the day, yeah. was the severed arm. And he, they, they start strong with the brutality, don't they? Oh, all out. These ninjas, these Miami ninjas are bad. <laughs> bad, bad biker ninjas. Um, the man lops off the arm and he takes the drugs and they escape on their uh, quiet, inconspicuous... Motorbike. <laughs> Cut to the big maybe, ninja meeting room. Now maybe, they're, maybe they're like hybrid motorbikes where they can just turn off the fuel and just. Maybe yeah. they're just all just pushing <laughs> them away. Half an hour. <laughs> In the ninja office, they've all got changed. They're all down on their knees. The uh, white ninja is at the front of the room and he's like, Where's the money? You forgot the money! The most important thing in this siege when we were doing this thing was taking the money. And then it turns out he's got the money all along and he says, I've got the money. Never fail me again, Miami Ninja. Then we get the intro to the film and we see biker ninjas coming to town and we hear the songs. Now this film is basically the first hour I think could be classed as a musical because the songs describe what has happened in the last 15 minutes. Uh, The song that starts in the intro is... Bikers by day, ninjas by night. No, no, it's not night, it's night. Night! <laughs> it's night! <laughs> I, just love, yeah. I just love the singing, it's just so deliciously shit. It's amazing. Fact, <laughs> night was my third love art of the day. And I'm going to count my love arts. One, two, three. Yeah, I suspect. Four, five, six, seven. I've only got seven. Okay, but still, that's a decent number. Of, that's the most love arts ever. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> and the song literally explains what's happened in the first fifteen minutes of the film. It it's really got the line, sense. "They'll steal all your cocaine." <laughs> no, it doesn't. It does. I wrote it down. <laughs> it literally describes the whole thing. There is a sweet kick montage cut with band shots, and then there is the uh, 
the leader uh, of the uh, Miami Biker Ninjas, does a ninja chop onto a load of slates and it bursts into a ball of flames. But you never see him fire fire out of his hands ever again. I don't remember any of this. Oh, come on, Fletch. Yes, you do. It's just the intro. Outside the club, there's a group of street punk pieces of shit led by a man called Jeff Beard. Big Beardy Jeff. And he's waiting for uh, the ninja bikers to turn up. Jeff Beard is the leader of the street punks. And uh, the leader of the bikes, uh, Yashido, he says, uh, I got some cocaine on the way, Big Jeff. And he says, I got, uh, have you got a sample? And he says, yeah. And he says, you ready to party good times tonight? It's uncanny, <laughs> your impression of these people. Oh, it's, the same, it's almost to... like it's the same in every episode, isn't yeah. it? When I'm, Are you doing to party good times tonight? Well, that's basically, yeah, they go in. They go into the club to party for a good time. Inside the club, the club of Park Avenue, uh, which is in Florida. Not Miami, by the way, guys. Yeah, it's about the Miami connection. Yeah, the bad. This is the Miami Bringing connection. That's what cocaine. I'm saying. Yeah. The biker dudes are the Miami connection. There's a new housebound guys in the club. There's a new housebound guy in the club. Oh. If he's housebound, how does he get out of his house? That's not what I said. I said there's he, a new. Does he ha- live in the club? There's a new housebound. Oh, band! Yeah. You said housebound guy. Well, the difference is this band has a new dimension in rock and roll. Does it? Yeah, have a new sound. A new sound. A dragon sound. A, dr- <laughs> a dragon sound, if you will, as Hollywood Fletch said. This is when we get to see the fucking rock and roll dream that is Dragon Sound first grace the stage with their first song of the film, Friends Forever. Guys. Oh. oh. Friends Forever. Mark. It's just the best song ever. I hate this song. I've been singing it all day. Very much like we were saying that this song is a musical, this basically expla- explains their entire friendship and it how does. they're going to stop the ninjas. It does. It's yeah. a very efficient song. And, yeah. and um, I'm sure it comes as no surprise that that was my fourth love art of the day. <laughs> uh, that song haunts me. Friends forever, we'll be together, something, 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 and do. They are friends forever. The singer looks like half of Hall & Oates. He wrote the songs. Did he? Did he? Him he... and the, the girl, they did the songs, the Dragon Sound songs. Mm. That's why he's the only one that you can clearly see is playing guitar. Oh yeah, the, the, there is no one <laughs> else who can play their instrument. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. so obvious. What you want about YK Kim is fucking shredding on that stage. No, <laughs> is there anything no, that not. man can't do? No, he's no, he can shred hard, he can dish out justice. The drummer taps the drums. He, he doesn't drum. He, he, he kind of gently taps politely. That ain't drumming. Well, we clearly loved the performance of Dragon Sound. One oh, yeah. person that didn't enjoy the performance of Dragon Sound is fucking Jeff Beard. He turns up and he sees his sister on stage. Biker dude says, is that your sister hanging around with that band? She kisses the bass player. Jeff. Mm, Jeff. What do you think to evil, evil Jeff? He Jeff. looks like a fucking action man. Jeff hates two things, right? He hates dudes going out with his sister mm. and sleeves. Yeah, he's got no sleeves. That's the beardy guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Evil he's, Jeff. he's got a good beard. He, he, he looks like that beard. He's kind of like Scarface. Mm. He's n- well, the, the only way he's like Scarface is, I was, I was about to say, 
he looks like one of the action men that I got off my dad that he had in the 70s and 60s that had a beard and real hair and yeah, a scar over its eye. He's, he's got that weird, weirdly defensive over blokes going out of his sister and stuff. Mm. Yeah, he does. He's insanely jealous. It's an 80s trope, though, that, isn't it? And cocaine. And cocaine. I think he's totally... <laughs> Totally he's just sleeveless Scarface. So, I just want to point out at some point, so I might as well do it now. The acting in this film is pretty wretched, but it yeah. adds to it. Yeah, yeah. I love the bad acting. I've seen like better acting in school plays, but, but it's amazing. It's, this I is, love this film. I'm not. I love this I'm not film. criticizing the film. I'm just saying. I honestly can't count the amount of times I've watched it. I can't criticize this film. I just enjoy <laughs> it so much, but. What? What? No. It's crap. Oh, no. mate. Hey, what was... Did we watch the same film? The sake. acting is crap. Crap. Oh, the, the what about... entire film, there's not a soul who can act. What oh, about the next word. day? What about the next day at uni when Jane is in class and uh, bass player John is trying to get her attention? He's all right. That's acting. That is acting. Gets her attention. That is like chemistry, mate. You can't fake that. You yeah, can't you... fake that shit. That's, that's method. How do you fake okay. this? Like, like they know how to do small talk. Small talk, like you've never told me about any single member of your family. Tell me, <laughs> yeah, because that's exactly how people talk. Yeah, yeah. She's like, oh yeah, I've got his brother. He's uh... he paid for me to go to school and all that, but I don't really like him. Yeah. By the way, he's also a deadly criminal who deals cocaine and doesn't wear sleeves. Yeah. <laughs> Before you meet him, he's, he's involved with some quite shady characters. It turns out that he has raised Jane as a child because parents happened, something happened to their parents. Um, and he turns up to pick her up from school with an entourage of street punks in jeeps. Seriously, <laughs> tap films and street punks. Mate. Every tap film has street punks. Every single one we've done has had at least one street so punk. So many street punks. There is so many street punks. The 80s was a scary place. The tat yeah. gallery. There's so many street, street punk rogues galleries. So many street punks. Jeff Beard meets his sister. Where'd you meet this son of a bitch? And she said, oh, I'm in a band with him. He's just my friend. And he says, a friend! <laughs> he screams in her face. He does. And then she's just like, oh, you know, he's just my mate. And he says, shut up! And he punches John square in the chops. He does. It's just, she introduced him. Yes, yeah, introduced him. my friend. And then yeah. she just puts it, knocks him out in the it, car park. Has this it's never wonderful. happened? Has this never happened before? Like maybe not. This, maybe not. This is clearly not the first. This is clearly what he does every time he yeah. meets someone yeah. who she's going out with. So why is she still introducing people? The, the, the a friend thing is some of my favourite dismal <laughs> acting in all of ever ever. That, 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 I haven't given it a love art, but I'm giving it a retroactive love art. Do you know what? I knew an you were going to. I knew you were going to add more love hearts as we went along. Like, well, at least I how many have we got for this oh, one? I've completely lost track of them. Too ones. many. I heard how surprised you were at how little you put in. Yeah, I'm I like, expected oh, get to have more. more love arts for this. Maybe I, I think I watched this before my love arts became a thing. Uh-uh. So it got many love arts before love well, this arts. Was, this was the thing. first one we were supposed to do, wasn't was, it? Yeah. yeah. So I watched it before we watched Slugs, and you watched this about six months ago. <laughs> <laughs> I have watched it again since, but I didn't fucking do any more notes. I was like, oh, I've got notes for this. How many love arts does Voodoo Academy have? Oh, God. I'd let's like talk think. about that another time. <laughs> let, let's put it this way. One day. It doesn't... 
It doesn't hold up to my oh. happy memories, Voodoo Academy. Your happy 90s? No, thousands. Okay, thousands. yeah. <laughs> but no, um, Voodoo Academy is an interesting film and I genuinely do want to watch You that. couldn't really get much internet in the early 2000s, could you? We'll talk about Voodoo Academy <laughs> and whether or not I wanked over it. You've already discussed it about five fucking times. <laughs> Every episode you've been on, Mark. I didn't start the Voodoo Academy thing. It was Hollywood Fletch, if that is his real name. <laughs> Hollywood Fletch? Okay, right. Doesn't matter, guys, it's fine. John gets punched in the face, but Dragon Sound turn up just in time to defuse the situation. We get Dragon Sound street punk showdown in the car park. YK Kim turns up and he says, it's all just been a misunderstanding. Beardy Jeff says, do you know these punks? Are these, are these, your, are these your dudes? Is this Dragon Sound? And YK Kim says, you don't scare me at all. At all. Goodbye. There was some very fun, this scene, there was some very, very fun kicking. But I wouldn't go as far as saying it was a convincing fight scene. But the kicking was good, and I loved it. The thing about this film is, I, 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 it sounds like I'm being critical, but I loved every minute of it. Yeah. It's just such a delight to watch. I was wrong when I said Beardy Jeff was the only person who didn't appreciate the uh, performance of Dragon Sound. How do you think they got that job, boys? There was another band there before, a rival band of which we never find the name of out. But they turn up and they want to have a word with the manager of the club. And they just start screaming at each other saying, They took our jobs! And they, they turned up here with their music for kids. And he's saying, yeah, you just play music for old people, man. And then it all kicks off and it turns out that the bar manager is also a ninja, as well as the singer from the aforementioned band. And they have a massive fight in the bar. Of course they are. Yeah. And he beats the shit out of them and, and they leave. Yeah, yeah, and they're like, ah, fuck it. Isn't that weird that they just put, like, just shoehorned a scene in there where this bloke who doesn't mean anything to the rest of the film, just whips a bunch of guys easily. Yeah. It's almost as if he funded the film in some way, isn't it? Is that the guy that funded the film? He's, he's one of the producers. Oh, amazing. Oh, really? Yeah. That makes a lot more sense now. It's just like, oh, more kicking, that's fine. Well, that's what it... Yeah, more kicking, exactly. I love a bit of kicking. Everyone loves a kick. Shout out to Billy Blanks. I want to watch a Billy Blanks film with you two. We Shout will. out to GD. GD, you need to get on the... Who's uh, GD? Gary Daniels. Gary oh, Daniels. Oh, get yourself educated. Big Can GD. Watch some, is there a film with Cynthia Rothrock and Billy Blanks that we watch? Oh, I would totally watch that. We'll find it, mate. If there yeah. is, we'll find it. Yes. Jeff receives a phone call from Miami. It says, you need to get to the ninja office immediately. Biker dude has got some business for you to attend to. Jeff is in the ninja office. Biker dude says to him, Don't forget what you have to do. And he says to the bad dude, white ninja man, Don't worry, I won't disappoint you. And he says, Anyway, how's your sister doing? <laughs> and Jeff says, Oh yeah, he does, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, he does. He just makes small talk with him. Anyway, how's your sister doing? And Jeff says, That's not how that works. You don't make small talk with... Cocaine, Well, it turns things. out... Do you not? Because I, I, I don't know. I've never dealt with I'm always, I'm always times. making small talk with my local cocaine ninja. He's quite chatty. He's like an Uber driver. Is this <laughs> an Uber driving 
Cocaine ninja. Yeah. Sometimes I just want to go in and, as well. Yeah. Just to complete the whole. Sometimes I just want to go in and buy my ninja coke, but he just starts chatting to me about you know the weather and shit. And it's just... yeah. He says anyway. How's your sister? And Jeff's worried. He says I'm worried. She's been hanging around with a band called Dragon Sound. They sound unwholesome. Yeah. She should spend more time with her coke dealing brother. Well, don't worry about it, because Biker Dude says we need to get rid of Dragon Sound so we can gain control of the area. <laughs> it is important to take control of the area, Malachi. It means he's dick. <laughs> that was an old gag, yes. <laughs> I do like an old gag. Don't worry, because the Biker Ninja has a plan, and Jeff goes back to Florida, living the good life. Cut to a scene where we see Dragon Sound. Eating dinner in Uncle Joe's cafe. Good old Uncle Joe, chowing down before the show. Have you got? You look like you got some trivia about good old Uncle Joe, don't you? Wait, he's the director. Uncle Joe's the director. Yes, he is. Oh, look at him. He's just He's sweating out trivia. (laughs) Yeah, you've got good trivia today, Hollywood Fletch. Thank you. He's always got good trivia. Yeah. They, uh, they eat a uh, delicious meal cooked for them by Uncle Joe, and they say, We love you, Uncle Joe. I hope nothing bad happens to you in the next half an hour while we're at the pop concert. Mm-hmm. And while we're at the pop concert, they play another song from their repertoire of uh, explaining what has happened so far in the film. This song is called... Against the ninja. Taekwon, Taekwon. Taekwon, Gondo. The rival band who have now, because they've lost their jobs at the club, have become full fledged street punks. They're it's a, a slippery slope. <laughs> they're uh, wall bandanaed up waiting outside for Dragon Sun. Dragon Sun has passed. And they have transitioned into fully fledged street punks. Brilliant. Yeah, they're waiting. Because what tap films need is more fucking. Oh, street mate, punks. this is this is where the street punkery gets out of hand. They're waiting for Dragon Sound outside the show. They follow that band in the car, and there are fucking. We spoke earlier about jeeps full of street punks. Now it's like an army of jeeps full of street punks. They stop the Dragon Sound car. The singer from the rival band gets out and he smashes a chain on the front of the car and he's like, I lost my job because of you, you fucking son of a bitch. YK Kim says, listen to me, guy. Calm down. We don't want any trouble. And he says, get out of town. And YK Kim says, I just got the job from the agent. I'm just, I got to pay my bills. YK Kim, he's just quite sweet in this film. YK Kim, he says he doesn't want any trouble. He's just trying to... I genuinely believe him. He just wants an inspirational man. He He wants to diffuse the situation. Do you know what inspirational he is? Go on. He didn't need a permit to film anywhere there. Where was it filmed, Fletch? Florida? Yeah. In actual Florida? Yeah. Why not? Because he was just so well-known and popular in that town. Everybody loves him. That's amazing. Yeah. YK Kim... We're going to send this to you, YK Kim, this episode. We would love it if you could give us a soundbite or talk to us. And introduce us to Joey from NSYNC. And when I meet, when I meet YK Kim, I'd like to shake his hand and say thank you. Thank for you. For this is the best film thank ever. Thank you for beating the fuck out of all them shitty ninjas. Wow, these shitty street punks, they're like, Hey, you guys, you want some beer? You want some beer? And he starts pouring beer all over Hall & Oates and it all fucking <laughs> kicks off. 
and then there's a massive punk fucking riot. There's like 50 punks, or no, there's fucking 80 punks versus versus Dragon Sound. And YK Kim's wearing a Jackson t-shirt because he's a guitarist in the 80s. And he's got little leather fingerless gloves and it all kicks off, literally fighting all over the place. Crossroad fighting. They uh, lay waste to like 50 fucking street punks. YK Kim is fighting the uh, the leader of the bad band who's, who's brandishing a chain while they have a street punk slow motion crossroad showdown. Have we well, the- there is a bit where they, they like run around a corner and YK Kim like kicks two guys in midair at the same time. Yeah. A letter for Jim arrives at the house. What's going on, say the guys in the house? Dragon Sam, because they all live together. Oh my God, please tell me this is a love heart. <laughs> the letter for Jim. The letter oh, for Jim. Yeah. We're in, within the letter, he says, I'm sorry to hide this. There's a photo of his father. And YK Kim says, but I thought we were all orphans. And then Jim delivers what I've written down as father's speech. We cannot do it justice. Okay, this might be the bit where... I'm guessing you're referring mostly to this scene when you were talking about the bad acting, Mark. Yeah, it's the whole film is bad, but this is... This is the crime. I would argue it's not entirely his fault. Because they keep the camera on him and just do it all in one go. And he's just got to stand there. And they've all got to stand behind him in a row. One of them is laughing. Massive monologue. Yeah. You can see one of them laughing. He keeps talking. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> but we didn't like him. And then my dad. <laughs> oh, so yeah, his dad. He left my mum. <laughs> she was half Korean. <laughs> Conveniently. But yeah, so that's when we find out that YK Kim drops the bomb that all of the guys in Dragon Sound are orphans. <laughs> and that was that like, is that how we got the band together? Wanted, keyboard player, must be into The Cure, David Bowie, orphan. Maybe he went to an orphanage. No, he came here with no he money. Recruited he recruited them at an orphanage. He came, to, he came to America with no money. He didn't have a family until he uh, found Dragon Sound. That was so hard to do. I love how they're so supposed to be this band of orphan kids and he's clearly like just much older than them. Yeah. But the way they try and play it is like they're all just the same age. Well, yeah, how, what are you on about? What about the How fun? old are they supposed to be? They're they at university. Feel, they do well, feel like yeah. they, sh- they should, they kind of played like they're maybe 18, 20, 22. But all the actors are clearly 30 plus and YK Kim is significantly older than the others. Well, well, this this is about the 80s, right? Well, yeah, right. true. Americans as well. How can you say they look old when they're relaxing with fun times at the beach, which is what we get next? <laughs> Mate, funnily enough, the love heart is out for homoerotic ninjas frolicking in the sea. That was marvellous. Absolutely marvellous. It's just so 80s to have like serious, like completely not self-aware homoeroticism followed by girls in bikinis. Yeah. Paul notes he does his little sexy car dance while they're driving around and he's saying, Hey baby, over here. You don't get many of those buns in the bakery. How Shout do out they to Hall & Oates, friends of the show. 
Shout out. Oh yeah, Hall and Oates actually do look at our stuff. So really? literally shout out to <laughs> Hall and Oates. They follow us on Instagram. Yeah, which one of you was in Miami Connection? Get in touch. Was it Hall? Was it Oates? Doing your sexy little dance and your cheeky little beach fall, which is a little bit rapey. But right. you know. how, how did people in the 80s look at the insane homoeroticism that, that's so homoerotic and not go, fucking hell, that's homoerotic? Like what? Like, the be- like this beach scene. Like all of Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Like what's homoerotic about that? I don't know what you're talking about. Really? Yeah. Really? Well, uh, next you'll be saying Top Gun is for... Uh... Oh, don't. But how did they like watch this back and go, oh, I don't see any homoeroticism there. No. Because they went, oh, that looks fine. It does look Can fine. It? <laughs> and no, it does look no. fine, I didn't, I didn't. You I didn't see that. that. You're looking at that with your gay eyes. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> is that right? With your guys. My, my bummy eyes are, are in full effect. I don't know. They were, they just came across as really sleazy to me. Mm. That whole scene. At any point while they were playing in the sea with each other, I expected a cock out and in a and in a ball. Mate, it was just it's uplifting and manly. Yeah. It's like Apollo. Yeah. It's like Apollo Creed and Rocky, like in Rocky Three, where uh, Apollo's got the crop top on and they're dancing in the sea together because they're celebrating how tough they are. Right. Okay. Fine. <laughs> You just don't get it, man. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, the eighties. Just, just eighties being eighties, isn't it? John, bass player, and Jeff's sister have the most awkward kiss I've ever seen in cinema history on a floating. <laughs> it's not good. It's not good, and it seems to last for about an hour. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the end of fun times at the beach. Fun times at the beach. Street punks training in a gym. More oh God! Punks. Street punk gym scene. Surely this got a love heart. It didn't, but maybe it should have. This is where all the street punks that we've seen in the in the in the past episodes and the films that we've watched that we're getting to. This is where they all work this out. This is where they train in full costume. You've got guys that are just in jeans with their big fat beer bellies wrestling other guys to the floor. <laughs> Fucking street punks! There's a lot of street punk banter. The rival band who are now street punks. These street punks have got their finger on the pulse of street punkery in Florida, circa 87. The band have business with Jeffy Beardface. Right. The business is, I need you to get rid of Dragon Sound. They took our jobs. If you do, I'll join up with you and I'll give you all the money I make. But you should know, they are all black belts in Taekwondo. And Jeff says, that damn band again! Dragon Sound! Yeah! That band, uh, that band's out of work. How much money are they gonna bring they're, they're, in? They're really? talking about. That's a good point, actually. The whole vendetta is that they're out of work and cost them money, and he's now offering someone else money. But he's got no money. That's why they're in this situation. That's yeah. why he's there. Maybe they get also. Paid. How tough is this band? You know, he's willing to go on this hit for them mm. because. Them joining the ba- them joining the gang is uh, such a good offer. Well, we you saw them. They got jeeps. As they many ba- jeeps. as many bandanas as you could. You could drown in bandanas there. Flick knives. Whatever you want. Uzis. University knife training montage. Oh yeah. YK Kim does a full display outside of university. It's called a kata. I know it's called a kata. It's good. 
He does that, and then he does, he, a, he does a full cutter that was a, a pretty damn good cutter. He does a he does a display hey. about how to disarm a man with a knife. I hope that comes into play later. No, hey, this man owns that. a chain of taekwondo gyms. You know, mm. this is the meat on his bones. He's just like I've got to put it in. This is his bread and butter. Yeah, this is it. But it's there's like about ten minutes of yeah, kata and martial <laughs> arts lesson, isn't there? Yeah, and he ends it by punching through a brick. They sat around the bench. John, bass player, says, "How do you feel about putting some putting some board breaking into the act? Uh, Hall and Oates can do a guitar solo, and then when he's finished that, we'll smash some fucking boards with our hands." And the drummer's like, no, mate, I'm not breaking any boards anywhere. I'm totally fucking scared of that club now because Beardy Jeff's in there. And if it's not Beardy Jeff, it's the rival band of which the name we never find out. They're always there. And now, to add to the mix of fucking treachery, it's like Moss Eisley in there. You've only got a band of fucking biker ninjas selling, and I quote, stupid cocaine. Fuck, stupid. Fucking stupid cocaine. Stupid cocaine. Stupid. John says, don't worry about it. If Jeff messes with us with Dragon Sound anymore, he's going to regret it. YK Kim says, look, you can't quit this job. We're going to school. You need to pay to uni- for, for university and etc. etc. So that, you know, no job equals no school equals no education equals badness. Equals street school. punking. Yeah, equals slippery slopes. You'll be straight down that gym in your jeans, fighting Beardy Jeff. <laughs> Fucking hell. Fucking street. YK punks. Kim tells them about family and said, I had no family until I came here to America. The drummer guy says, Do you ever get do you ever get homesick? And he says, Well, sometimes I think about Korea. Korea, the land of Taekwondo, where they invented Taekwondo. Have I mentioned Taekwondo? <laughs> I've, uh, I bought Taekwondo to America, and now it is not only a Korean thing. Taekwondo is for the world. Global Taekwondo. And they go, oh, thinking about global Taekwondo, what we should do is go to all of our hometowns, do Home. some Taekwondo. All of their home countries. Home countries, sorry. Do some Taekwondo, and then do a PAF concert. <laughs> They'll go to Italy. Uh, Ireland, Israel, Israel, and Korea. You know, I mean, the logistics alone. I I've toured a lot over the years. That that's going to cost a fucking fortune. They're a mixed bag. They're a mixed bag. It's not, it doesn't seem like a practical tour. You could do like Liverpool, Manchester, Birmingham. Yeah, that's but what you're talking about. Go like Liverpool, Israel, Israel, Ireland, France, <laughs> Germany. Guatemala, would you? Jean-Claude Van Damme did a uh, seminar in Derby not that long ago. He also shot a film in Derby. Do you know what? He's done a few of them. Yeah. I'd go to that. I would. Well, I've missed it. He's done... He's he got mobbed, that. apparently, by the children of um, He's Derby. He's been doing it for years. Like, every few, every, like, few years, he'll just turn up in Derby and do a seminar. I'd go to an evening with Jean-Claude Van Damme. I think his daughter, like, lives in Derbyshire somewhere. Okay. Yeah, that's why... He's uh, in that shit film. Yeah, UFO is <laughs> filmed in Derbyshire. Right. We should probably do that on the podcast. It's really bad. My mate's in it. It all takes place down Park Farm, where I used to live. Anyway, Dragon Sound are going for dinner at uh, Uncle Joe's. 
John Bass Player says, why doesn't Uncle Joe train with us anymore? And he says, well, he's been having a bit of trouble at the cafe. What kind of trouble? Fucking street punks turning oh, up. all those fucking street punks. What other kind of trouble is there? Oh, street punks turn up and they fight Uncle Joe. It's all right, because it turns out he is a Taekwondo master. Dragon Force arrive... J- sorry. Dragon Sound. Dragon Force is a bad metal band. Don't do that, Mark. I've got, I've got Dragon, Dragon Force in the end there. Dragon Sound arrive just in time to see Uncle Joe shooing off the street punk shitbags and he's like, oh, no, I'm really sorry that you had to see that. I have dishonoured Taekwondo by fighting punks. And he's like, will you forgive me, YK Kim? And he says, yes, I will, because Taekwondo is a way of life and he gives like a five minute speech about Taekwondo. Taekwondo, you say? Taekwondo, is it? It is Taekwondo, isn't it? Let me just check. Um, Taekwondo? Yes, it's Taekwondo. Taekwondo, right, okay. They leave the diner only to find a note shoved into their car from Dirty Beardy Jeff and it says, Meet us downtown! Love Jeff. You love Jeff? I love Jeff. I love his impeccable dress sense. Jane goes to see Jeff at the street, at the street punk gym and he's like, Just leave Dragon Sound alone! I want to see John whenever I want. I love him. And he says, I don't want you to go out with no second-rate musician. I don't want you to see him ever. Now fucking go home, Jane. And she says, I will go home, but you're terrible. Jeff and the punks are waiting. There is a girl clicking her fingers like West Side Story. People are sharpening knives, brandishing all kinds of sticks. The rival band are there too. Dragon Sound are on their way to the junkyard stroke train station. And then we get a junkyard showdown. There is only three members of Dragon Sound there. I think there's about 30 street punks. Ah, the junkyard. Yeah, the junkyard. The street punks natural. Yeah, that's what they do. Sat around rolling dice, flicking knives. The band leader points at them and said, That son of a bitch, right there! And he points and it all kicks off into a massive fight. All over the place, chasing shoes, street punks chasing dragon sound. All comes to a head, and we're left with a kid rock looking piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, there is as well! Yeah. <laughs> Who's this knobhead? John Bass player is not impressed. Don't started about kid rock. He kicks him and he runs away. Jeff, who hasn't got involved in this fight whatsoever, stands up and shouts, Cops! and they all scatter. Fucking cunt, isn't he? Oh, he doesn't even get. He involved. is though, isn't he? Yeah, massive cunt. He's a kid rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Said some really shitty things over the years. Mm. He is a cunt. Bad boy, biker ninjas are now. My name is Kitty. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good song, but I can't enjoy it anymore because he's such a bell end. Bad boy, biker ninjas are now. That's on. just the the problem, though, isn't it? I mean, just never watch any interviews or hear anything about any. Anyone in new metal. Yeah. Kid Rock isn't new metal. What the fuck is he then? Biker ninjas. Hang on, ne- hang on. <laughs> what the fuck is he then? Cunt. I thought it was country music. Country music. You think fucking ball with the ball, bang the bang, You think that's fucking not new metal? It's wrestling. There's a guy with a turntable in it going. Yeah, that's new metal. Yeah, new metal is the most wrestlingiest type of music. metal. Wah! Yeah. Isn't, isn't Kid Rock in the WWE Hall of Fame? Yes. What a cunt. 
Fred Durst was an unlockable character in one of the Smackdown games. Yeah, Smackdown 2, PS1. Donald oh. Trump's in the WWE Hall of Fame. He's yeah. a cunt as well. He's a, <sighs> Mike Tyson's in the uh, WWE Christ. Hall of Fame. He's a rapist cunt a, as well. He's a convicted Snoop rapist. Dogg's in it and he's really nice. Yeah, like Snoop Doggy Dog. Biking Ninjas. Is Cindy Lauper in it? I think she is, isn't she? She must be. I fucking love Cindy Lauper. I don't think she'd I can up. completely emphasise with girls just want to Wait, no, is she in it? She should be. Because yeah. I don't think she'd bother she des- going to she the She deserves event. it more than Cunt Rock and Donald Cunt. I don't think, I don't think they'd... I reckon... Cunt. I reckon they probably offered it her. Clever wordplay, Mark. <laughs> I reckon they probably offered it her, but I don't see her... I couldn't imagine her being interested in going to the Hall of Fame ceremony and accepting... No. They probably offered it Alice Cooper as well, don't they? They probably offered it to fucking everyone. Anybody probably who's offered... had one appearance. Seth Green. Is is Bill Shatner in it? He should be. He should be in every Hall of Fame. <laughs> because he's the the best. Biker Ninjas at a biker rally doing biker stuff to a song that says, Tough guy, I'm a tough guy. It's the tough guy song. Um, yeah, so these are just normal bikers. These are real bikers. Mm. So the head ninja, in his downtime... He goes to his bike and injures. He's like, okay, you guys just keep up the training and stuff. I'm going to go out with the other bikers. Yeah, you know, my mates. These are my, these are my leisure bikers. They were real bikers as well. They, they used, that was quite obvious as well that they used real bikers. Yeah. Uh, I didn't time They paid sta- them in beer. I didn't timestamp the boobs because they were horrible biker boobs. Well, one thing I've gathered from watching this. Oh my God, they were awful. They were bad boobs. I was trying to, I was trying to move boobs. on from the bad boobs. Bad to the boobs. One thing wow, I wow, noticed wow, wow, about wow. YK Kim, who who wrote and directed and everything to this film, he really likes bikers. He really likes 80s music. He doesn't And like he really bikers. likes taekwondo. Yeah. And, and I like biking. And I like 80s music. And I like taekwondo. Love it. So YK Kim is alright with me. Ledge. Good man. I want Good to shake his hand and tell him thank you. We all do. YK Kim, please reach out. Oh, just, just, Jeff just, turns up in a fucking car. Please to reach out. He's just, not dead. Just, just, just <laughs> shake my hand and love me, YK Kim. I want to be your mate. <laughs> be my. Girl. I want to be friends forever. I want to be together. <laughs> Jeff turns up to the fucking biker rally in a car. They literally boo him. He gets out and he's like, How, how's business, biker ninja? And he says, no, no business today. It's all just fun and drinks. And then there's a little bit of handy ADR that says, By the way, did you get rid of Dragon Sound? <laughs> oh, you like your ADR, don't you? You explained that to me the last time I was Additional on. dialogue recording. Indeed. Yeah. Yes. And you, you're very good at spotting it. I don't spot that shit. Now you've said it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's fine. We love ADR. Yeah. yeah. ADR, also, ADR speak wagon. Yeah. That should be our covers band when we just play. <laughs> ADR, uh, where we just don't sing. Yeah. Did you notice as well, while, <laughs> yeah. while, they're, while they're sat at the bar, Jeff had a cap on that he actually pointed to that said, Colorado Outward Bound School. That's not the kind of hat a street, but that's almost like somebody had put a local ad and funded some money into that, isn't it? He needed to, he needed to make the money for this film. I know, I know but it's just really funny, because at one point he, he literally points at, the, he, he points at the hat. Tough guy, because I'm a tough guy. Good song. Yeah, it is. They're all good songs. There's a guy that looks like me, sticks a nail up his nose to impress a horrible uh, biker girl. I, w- I wouldn't do that. No, what? but you let someone hit you with a load of light tubes. Yeah, let's not rule it out. <laughs> well, I, he said something... Well, yeah, let's not rule it out. 
putting nails up my nose. Well, if White King King was like, put a nail up your nose. Be in Miami Connection 2. And we'll be death friends match. forever. Yes, yeah, I'd fight YK Kim in a death match if it was in a film. No, no, just... Or just put a nail up my nose. Yeah, of course I would. I'd do anything to be in Miami Connection 2. Oh, Miami Connection 2, it needs to happen. Please connect. Please connect. YK Kim. To Miami 2 Connection. Studying hard at home. Uh, Dragon Sound. Hall & Oates has written a new song and YK Kim can just read keyboard parts off paper because he's... He's a eye ninja. He's <laughs> an eye ninja. He's a virtuoso. Yeah. That's how musicians work. You put music in front of them and they play it because they can read music, fool. Yeah. Don't you know anything about music? Clearly not. Fucking. I'm completely confused by why you think that's a phenomenon. I know. Have I missed something? Am I being dumb or are you being dumb? Um, right, Fletch. Am I being dumb or is, is Malachi J. Matthews, if that is his real name, is he being dumb? Okay. Veteran recording artist with uh, BBC Peel Sessions under his belt. Who? What, no, her? Oh, that's, who? Not, that's not... Have you met who, John who? Peel? Sorry, no, that's... that's no, that's no. Me, How many songs have you recorded, Malachi J. Matthews? Fucking none. How many have you written? I've written loads. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good. Matt, one Matt, Matt I t- there's a guy that I know called Matt. He's done loads. Yeah, he? well, <laughs> fucking nobody, nobody knows who that guy is. Fucking... I've met John Peel. I've been on, I did a Peel session. Oh. I'm in a book about John Peel. I sent him a picture of um, himself with tits in, in an abattoir. Do you want to know how I met John Peel? I walked past him in Glastonbury and I was like, it's fucking John Peel. And I, That's not me. I took a second and I was like, I want to talk to John Peel. So I kind of like ran after him, tapped him on the shoulder. John Peel turned around and I was like, hello you. <laughs> and he goes, thank you. And walks off. Yeah. Uh, letters for Jim, but nothing from Dad yet. Nothing from Dad. Street punks are waiting outside of a show for Dragon Sound. Dragon Sound are going for pizza. Nice. Everybody should have pizza. Everybody should have in pizza. In their life. It is, it is the best thing. Yeah. Yeah. Malachi used to do a Twitch channel, right? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Are we I was on it vaguely once. We did it? a live one that was we did. fucking We did a live <laughs> one, right? And because um, not many people watched it. And then one day, like, I came to visit and we were going to just play games on the Twitch channel and stuff. And we just couldn't be asked, So we kept it going. Oh, no, we went for... I was really... I was being mental. So you came to take me for a carvery. <laughs> and there was no carvery. And I nearly, nearly had a breakdown in the fucking pub. But, yeah. We had a pizza on Twitch instead. And we got... And we got, we got no, more views than, views than we ever had playing games. <laughs> and we were just sat watching us eat pizza. Mukbang. I was going to say, that's called a mukbang? Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. There you go. It's... Uh, I think we should have it as a side, a sideline on Super Tap Film Club, Super, Super Tap Mukbang. I'd be totally in for a Super Tap Mukbang. <laughs> yeah, just that sounds sexual. That's why it's so awesome because it sounds sexual, but it's not. It's like I mean, Mukbang sounds yeah like something I'd enjoy. It sounds salacious. It does. <laughs> it just sounds like a mucky bang. <laughs> Fuck yeah! Thanks for spelling that out. Yeah. No. Street punks follow Dragon Sound to the pizza restaurant. Hall and Oates drops the guys off at the pizza place, but he gets fucking kidnapped from the car. Fucking street punks kidnap Hall and Oates. They tie him up and throw him in the cupboard. <laughs> Jeff has Hall and Oates now tied up at the top of a fucking thing. 
an industrial, you know, it's a scrapyard somewhere. This kidnapping. And he's surrounded by punks. This kidnapping. Yeah. The actual kidnapping itself was naff, really unconvincing. And they've all been so badass ninja before that it, he's, he's captured really, really easily. That was, comp- that I, I wasn't convinced by that. But bloody hell. The actual treatment of him during the kidnapping oh, was, oh, yeah, was Jesus. really nasty, sinister stuff. I mean, they, they really beat him quite badly. It's quite disturbing, actually. Mm. And it, it went from naff to bloody hell. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's the thing about this film. Yeah, I know. It really takes a turn. Well, all it, of the... it, its tone is all over the place. Its tone is mental. Yes, absolutely right. It just right. dive bombs. Jeff sits on a throne that is a um, deck chair, uh, surrounded by street... <laughs> it's a throne made of defeated sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> surrounded by street punks, like, flicking knives, rolling dice. Uh, Hall and Oates is tied up at the top of a big post. Dragon sounder here. A bit, it all kicks off, basically, again. A fight ensues between Dragon Sound and the street punks. What does the Dragon Sound like? That was beautiful. Is it this fight scene where someone does like a full on Street Fighter 2? Oh, yeah, as they fall. Yeah. I loved that. That got a little vast. That's when Jeff dies. <laughs> for, for that, that was it. When full Jeff street, dies. Full on Street Fighter 2. They fight off all the street punks. Jeff is the only one left. They run up the tower. Jeff falls off the tower. That was it. Jeff is dead. I'm marked out. I, I love me some Street Fighter 2. And anything that reminds me of Street Fighter 2 well deserves a love art. Ninja meeting in Miami. I'm sorry, boss, but your brother is dead. Hang on a minute. His brother, he was killed by Dragon Force. We must avenge Jeff's he, death. He wasn't killed by Dragon Force. He was killed by Dragon Sand. Okay. Dragon Force, okay. uh, as we've established, are uh, oh, a, a, a band that they are ridiculous and magnificent. They're, they're equal parts ridiculous and magnificent. He was killed by Dragon Sound. We must avenge. <laughs> we must avenge Jeff's death. They will not escape. Miami Ninja. There is a ninja training montage. A letter arrives for Jim. Finally, he opens it. His dad is alive. The rest of Dragon Sound greet him outside and they say, When are you going to meet your father? When are you going to meet your father? And they're like, Yeah, you've got yeah, a dad! You've got, got a dad. dad! They're all like so happy for him because he's got a dad because they ain't got one. It's yeah, a beautiful on. scene. It is. It, it, it's twee. It's, but just it's so kind of, wholesome though. It, yes, yes, it you've is. You've got to love it. I mean, a bunch of authors going, Yeah, you've got a dad! Oh, it, it, oh it's awesome. He's going to meet his dad tomorrow evening in Orlando. He hasn't got any clothes, so they all club together and say they're going to buy him a suit. They, and they lift him on their shoulders like he's just won the fucking Stanley Cup. They do. He's just won the Dad Olympics. He's just won the Dad Olympics. <laughs> it shows them sh- suit shopping. Everything he tries on. YK Kim says, it's beautiful. It's, it's a beautiful moment. It is. Wouldn't it be terrible if something bad happened oh, to him? I hope nothing bad happens. They go back from shopping to be greeted by Jane. Uh, bass player John says, oh, I'm really sorry I killed your brother. And she's like, I understand it needed to be done. Let's forget about it because today we are happy for Jim. <laughs> she fully gets over it's We're buying Jim a suit though, so yeah, I'd so like to stay I focused on that. Focus on the suit. It's so ludicrous. Even if... 
even if you absolutely loathe a family member, you, that, that, that's not how you would respond when your brother was dead. No. Oh, God. Well, now that Jim is suited and booted, John Bass Player and YK Kim are taking him to the airport so he can go and meet his dad in Orlando. I hope... Nothing happens on the way. I have spoken far too late because ninja bikers are in town. Fucking be ninja bikers. Fucking ninja bikers. punk ninja biker bastards. They stop them at the crossroads and they literally say, Oh no! Ninjas! Quite. Bass player John says, Leave us alone, we've got to catch a plane. And the bad dude says, You'll never make it to the airport. You'll pay for Jeff's death. And it all kicks off and they run off into the brook. Into the brush, into the bushes. The local porn woods. Into the local porn woods. Yeah. While they're trying to escape ninjas and fighting in brooks and running away, Jim gets stabbed up by a ninja. Oh my god! And it's a proper 10 second full on yeah. death scene, isn't it? They ruin his suit. Ruin they, his suit. Oh, they've all clubbed together with all their. Where they're... So, when, when you think about the majority of the tone of this film, the friends together stuff. The the, the the happy songs and fuck that's brutal killing Jim as he's meeting his oh, dad just about as he's meeting his dad his, oh. his life he's always thought he was an orphan like you say Mark and it's about oh. to go through he gets stabbed by a fucking ninja YK Kim sees what's going on and he flies into a fucking rage and he says Jim 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 there is a lot of Jim 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 Jim, and the best situation if someone has got an open wound, I've found, is to drag him through a shitty brook. <laughs> he starts dragging Jim's fucking twitching body through the brook. Jim! Jim! <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're, we're laughing, but in all seriousness, oh, I, I... Jim! I, I didn't really get invested in this film. I enjoyed the music. How I enjoyed could you, the how you not? I enjoyed the You series. saw what happened to Jim. But uh, but then when Jim got murderised, I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then... Well, fucking John. acting happens. Yeah. John. Fucking Jim! 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 John starts fighting with swords and pure hot red Rowenge. YK Kim is now fully... Full of hot red Rowenge. They both go into a slow-mo sword extravaganza where they're just chopping up fools. At the next point, YK Kim is hiding in the reeds and he jumps out of the water like a fucking taekwondo alligator. And he chops up ninja bitches. John, at this point, has gone full feral. His shirt has come off. He's covered in ninja blood. He's got a sword and he's just fucking screaming. He's screaming. He chops the man he's fighting in the face like a Christmas gammon. At this point, I'd forgotten how brutal the opening scene was. And then suddenly I was like, what the hell? There was just like stabbings and murders and 10 second death scenes. And the anguish. The anguish. Sweet Christmas. It was cray cray. Biker Ninja Leader is sat in his white gi outside somewhere and a, and a street punk ninja approaches him and he says, Boss, everyone's dead! So he stands up and cuts his head off and he laughs in his face, but his face is on the floor because he's cut his head off because he's a bad man! He is. White Ninja is now into the battlefield. White Ninja is now fighting YK Kim. Or is it White Ninja? Or is it, as I noticed while it happened, White Ninja's mask falls off during the fight. It's actually Jeff 
in the fight. Yeah, YK Kim has a fight with uh, the white ninja leader, but it is actually Beardy Jeff in a mask. Nice. Sorry to shatter the magic, guys. <laughs> shatter the magic. Uh, the fight goes really, really well, and he defeats uh, Jeff in the mask. <laughs> the fight went very well. Until... He goes for a knife attack. Oh my god, if only he had trained earlier on in the film for a, the exact same knife attack. To, oh, he does, it's fine. And he uh, lays waste to uh, the leader of the biker gang. And it's all over. We get a slow-mo rage sword montage of both John and YK. And it ends with YK going, Come on! <sighs> There's a reason why uh, they had to replace White Ninja Man in that last fight. Why is that? Because that last fight didn't originally take place. Oh, why is that? Well, I'm kind of going to spoil the ending now. Well, they're spoiling the ending because in the original ending, Jim is just dead. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then test audiences didn't like it. Didn't like it. It was fucking brutal, that's why. Yeah. Producers didn't like it, and they wanted him to put a good ending on the end. So they had to reshoot, and the director... Uncle Joe. Uncle Joe, he's already gone back to South Korea, so he couldn't finish the film. And this is where YK Kim nearly bankrupted himself, because he had to just tack on, like, film... The end, where it's just basically... The actor who plays White Ninja isn't available anymore, so he has to replace him for that final fight scene. Beardy Jeff. Yeah. So where, where, so in the test audience, where did the film end? Did it just there, end where he goes? Come on! Right. Okay. That's yeah, actually where, where, like, John is in the woods, shirtless, screaming, and that's kind of how it ends. Yeah. Really. Yeah. That's bleak as fuck. Bleak as fuck. But yeah. it's okay, guys, because that's not how it ended in the no. final cut. Because Jim is in a bad way, and he's taken to hospital, and he's going, "My father, my father." And YK Kim is saying, hang on, Jim, we are nearly at the hospital. Jim lives. Jim's I don't dad arrives and he did. He was very much murderized. He was mortally you know wounded. I'm glad he did, because we got <laughs> to meet his We got dad. to meet Jim's dad. Oh, Jim's dad. Tell him about Jim's dad, Malachi. Jim's dad is a man that is clearly about 30, I'd say about 25 to 30 years old, that they have just sprayed. <laughs> They've just put talc in his hair to make him look old. They've talc his hair and they've given him a grey stick on Tash. And it's just wonderful. Why could... What? Surely... He's doing his best dad voice. Yeah, and he says... Why did they employ him? Why didn't they get an actual old man to play Jim's dad? Remember, remember, like, as I mentioned earlier, this... Everything after, like... Everything after Jim's not death is completely rushed and but just still, smashed into the end of the There's got to be a guy who is black, 60, and cheap. Morgan Freeman, they could have got him. Not Morgan Freeman. But th- th- surely they could have done better, even Michael with the, the worst of budget. <laughs> yeah. But, but he, they've talked his hair. They've just talked him. Well, it's fine because he turns up and he says, Mark, I don't know, well, YK Kim. He puts on, <laughs> he, he does that. He goes, uh, why can't him? Because he's putting on an old man voice. Yeah. He does a proper dad voice. Like, it's like I don't know how it's... I can ever repay you. I don't know how I can ever repay you. It's I'm so dad. deliciously shit. And YK Kim says, 
It's alright, Jim's like a brother to me. He's the only family I have, because the family I have is rock and taekwondo and dragon sound. And he says, I will be a better father from now on. They wheel Jim out and it is literally, that's the end, happy ending. Mm. It's a bit late now, he's like fucking... Yeah, it's fucked. Yeah. (laughs) So there we go, ladies and gentlemen. There we go, Magic Mark. There don't, we go. Don't forget the message, the incredibly oh God, hypocritical yeah. message of peace at the end. I wrote it. Have you written it down? I've written. I've, I haven't written the message of peace. What I have written is hypocritical underline underline underline, and then a list of very unpeaceful things that. Well, no, no. In the, the, the line is this: only through the elimination of violence can we achieve world peace. This is a film that had. A throwing star in the neck, a katana to the face, a beheading, somebody who was supposed to be the good guy, stabbing someone with a sword and making damn sure they were dead by twisting the blade. I mean, we are the world. Could it be more hypocritical? (laughs) Yeah, because they they succumb to violence, Mm. don't they? And that's why it's got such a sad ending. But then they had to change it, didn't they? Because because people can't handle the bleakness. Just, this is basically like Blade Runner. It's just, this is basically okay. like a theatrical release of Blade Runner. It's yeah. a bit incongruous, to say the least. We yeah. what we need is a Miami Connection director's cut. <laughs> there isn't any. Yeah. You had to add the bit at the end anyway. Yeah, Miami Connection director's cut with the um, secret subplot where. Why K Kim's like an android or something. Oh, that'd be ace. And doing yeah. the narration. Put the unicorn <laughs> dream in. Oh, imagine Y K Kim narrating the film. So then, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. We, we finally got said to... how good it is. Oh we God, sorry, rated we haven't it okay. rated it. I also haven't said that it was fun but well mean fun and well meaning, but a bit cack. Oh, it's, tat, it's pure it's tat. brilliant. It's, it's not pure, it's brilliant. It is brilliant. It's very fun, very well meaning. Completely batshit crazy. Five stars without a shadow of a doubt. Five stars from Not Magic Mark. Hollywood Fletch. Uh, five stars. Five stars from Hollywood Fletch. Five origami unicorns. Five origami unicorns. I am going to give it just all the stars in the sky. This this is the film. This it's is wonderful. it. This is the film my oh, eyes were developed for. <laughs> Can I come back again? Can you come back? Yeah, Fletch. What? Can uh, Magic Mark come back? If he brings more Bourbon biscuits, then yeah. Brilliant. Can we do Voodoo Academy? We will do Voodoo Academy. Oh my God. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us on Super Tap Film Club, and we'll see you next time. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on whatever thing you catch it with off the internet. Give us some reviews if you do the iTunes one, because apparently that makes us look good. Bye!